0: It's eight minutes past four. Let's talk entertainment news now. It is Friday, so we'll look at what's happened in terms of the week's entertainment installments. Joined by entertainment and lifestyle uh, commentator Nkosana Mluli. How are you today, Nkosana? Let's get get that intro from you that I'm really, really waiting for.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Good morning, good morning. And a super-califragilistice. Axial Adosha's happy Friday.
0: Nazo! We love it. How are you this Friday? <laughs> I'm great back, Rachel, so. Great. It's a long weekend Friday. I think everybody's in good spirits. And oh, also being payday Friday, weekend.
1: Right, right. What are your plans for the
0: weekend? Rest, rest, and
1: tons of rest for me. <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah, we need that rest. Okay. Mm. Let's talk about uh, rapper South-, uh, US- uh, sorry, South African rapper Big Zulu uh, who says that his experience of growing up poor has helped him develop empathy and the need to assist those less fortunate. I'm reminded of that chat between Oprah and uh, Viola Davis. I don't know if you heard about that one because she also grew up very poor and how that's changed her experience. But okay, Big Zulu also talking about
1: similar topic. Um, yeah, I've actually seen. I'm not even finished with the Viola and Oprah um, interview, but it's quite an interesting interview as well. Especially mm. if you if you come back to South Africa, you know. I think growing up in in, in poverty, it makes you really appreciate the the, the the things that you accomplish or things that you 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 gain through success. You know, and I think with Big Zulu for him, and one thing that resonates with me is that you know sometimes that when you are in poverty you 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 are you're the laughing stock of people and people make a joke out of you and by the time you become successful and you know you're thriving jiggy jiggy now people are like oh okay so what am I And then you know people are hating on you so i think for him it's, it's it's one of those things where you truly appreciate where you come from and each and every single step in terms of one success, you you truly appreciate and you celebrate yourself, and you empathize with those who are um who were once who you were once with in a similar uh, situation. So for me, I think for him, it's really taking a step back and reflecting and appreciating where he comes from, you know. Because mm-hmm. one thing my mom usually says, and I it's something that I always it's 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 sort of like a mantra I always say. She says. Um, a ho- half a loaf is better than nothing, and it's something I always mm. <laughs> say to myself that you know I appreciate the little that you have because not everybody is born with a silver spoon. So for me, really, it's it's just for him reflecting back on 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 his background and when you notice um, the the comments, especially on his IG because he posted this on on on, on Instagram. Instagram, okay. A lot of people, a lot of people were. We're really like, wow. You know what? Big ups to you. Keep it up. Don't throw the towel. So it's 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 something where we commemorate and say, you know what? Appreciate the little that you have, and especially now, where you look. I mean, right now, KZN experience has experienced, experienced floods, and a lot of people have lost loved ones. They've lost material stuff, but mostly loved ones. It's 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 the most it's their greatest loss. So really appreciating the little that you have is is very important because, yeah, when you come from a background, uh, 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 an impoverished background, it's, yeah. It certainly
0: does. One of these, yeah,
1: Mm. it it does. But I wish we could also just
0: be different as human beings. Sometimes we're not really fair. I mean, somebody going through poverty and we're looking down on them as far as even them being targets of bullying because they do. As we've heard, you know in stories of uh, people who grew up poor, who uh, just had to struggle even with bullies on top of everything they were dealing mm. with mm. It's,
1: it's it's not fair, and I think really, as humans, we need to see each other' as equals, irrespective of your financial stature or just your status as a whole. We need to really respect one another. I mean we come from <laughs> commemorating food of death where we really mm. need to respect each other's individuals, so yeah, it's one of those things that a bit of a, of a hiccup in terms of, you know, yeah. looking down on people who come from a poor background.
0: And I'm glad he's decided to use his experience that wasn't so positive to do something positive as he says. He feels he needs to uh, assist those who are less fortunate because he could have also turned out bitter.
1: Hmm, because mm, you know, most people, you know, when, most people, oh, I'm saying people as well. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. so early in the morning. Um, <laughs> I think in in certain instances, you know, some people do change, you know. Mm. You come from a particular background and then you gain success and you're thriving and then you just change. You do a completely 60 degree turn and you just become this monster of a person. But I think for him, it has grounded him in terms of, you know, ensuring that, you know, I I know where I come from Mm. and it's my duty as well to assist to those. So I think he's he's using himself also as an instrument in assisting those who are less fortunate. So get ups to head.
0: And he didn't just want money, he wants lots of it. Funumani <laughs> <laughs> Mali, <Keyword> is <laughs> 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 So he's doing the things that need to be done there. Also, mm. as you're we talking about Freedom Day, so to mark this day, there's quite a lot of things that were released. People were saying we need a Sarafina too. But uh, Netflix decided to launch a movie called Silverton Siege. And this is based on a true story of three freedom fighters. Tell us
1: more. Um, so basically, um, this is a like you said, it's a it's a, it's a film depicting the true life story of three freedom fighters. Um. So what happened was there was a botched um mission that they were going through, but instead of it sort of like turned around where <laughs> they held the band hostage. And what's so interesting mm-hmm. was that they they weren't looking for money, but they wanted and uh, now they were demanding that Nelson Mandela be freed. From, from prison so it's 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 it was quite interesting to to see that wow okay so another historic south african historical event took place and it's something that's just coming to light and i mean we just commemorated freedom day and like we said in our last conversation was that you know our country is rich in in history and in stories so i'm i'm glad that this is actually a south african story told by a south african director because you know Every time you you find mm. historical um events being told from a Hollywood perspective, it's kind of like uh it's, it's not the same but i'm i'm- I'm quite appreciative of of this one, especially because now the movie does not only touch base in terms of you know uh, discrimination against black people violence but it also talks about accepting uh one's blackness because okay. one of the characters in the movie played by I think it's it, Michelle, Michelle. Oh, crap, I, I need answer, to see it because
0: I haven't I haven't seen it and I, it sounds I, I, very I've,
1: interesting, the storyline. I've, I've seen the trailer because, especially with this particular movie, you know, whenever we talk about uh, apartheid movies or his, such historical events, it tends to um, be told from a very gloomy, very sad perspective, mm. you know, sort of like the hardships of it. But in this one, it's more of an action-packed, perspective, so it's quite interesting.
0: Is it like one of those, I mean, it's based on a true story a little bit, and then twists the story to sort of answer the question, what if the, you know, black people who were being uh, treated badly and who were oppressed, decided to empower themselves mindfully, I guess, and take matters into their hand? Like a Django Unchained type of story is is it yeah. like
1: that? it's it, it's similar to like a Django Unchained. Ah, okay. uh, Because it's very much action packed and it's something that's so different. Because I mean, if you if you were to compare Sarafina to the Silverton Siege, it's two completely different stories, but they tackle the same um narrative in terms of apartheid so for me it's a movie that is a must be and i'm definitely going to see it this weekend as i rest <laughs> i hope this
0: type of movies don't evoke anger within us though because i think i don't know i think we need to forgive also but it's great um, to have the like you know obviously it's a movie but you know when we watch sometimes we get touched <laughs> as people and we don't differentiate think, between reality and a movie it's
1: it, it, you know I, I think if we are going to be angry let's be angry and just move on because I mean you you're touching on something I remember watching um Sophia's slave and just watching it I became angry for no apparent reason. Is it? And I mean it's not I was, I was I mean, for an innocent person to be enslaved you. And I mean it's a movie from America, so for me watching that it sort of like made me upset that okay, so one particular race will enslave another so I think it's it's one of those things where yes we are going to be mad for for a short while but yeah we need to 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 really forgive and and, and, and heal and, and heal yeah. you know we, we know we need to
0: know what happened uh, but I think we need to heal from it and let's not I don't know I guess we are human we'll always be evoked emotionally but we need to
1: mm-hmm. heal yeah healing is is, is very important so. For me, really, it's, it's, it's a massive movie. And I mean, mm-hmm. one of also the the, the, the the actors that are actually in the movie is one of our very own, who's from, well, I want to say, from, well, he was, he's based in America, but he's South African, is Arnold Forslow. Okay. I'm not sure if people are aware. He used, he played um the character of the mummy in the movie The oh, Mummy. Yes, and the mummy returns. I see yeah. him, yeah. So, yeah, he's also in the movie Hugh. He plays a policeman who is negotiating with the the trio. So for me, it's it's one of I think it's one of those movies that is, it's it's a must see, and I'm, I'm I'm I like that it's told by a South African director. Mm. You know, because yeah, every I like time i Ameri- every time Americans tell our stories, ah, ah it gets
0: watered down. It, it loses that thing, and it, we don't it, we're not happy with it ever. Yeah,
1: you know, it becomes diluted, and it loses its essence and, authentic- and authenticity so for me uh silverton siege is a must watch one of our family members
0: tmfsa commented on that movie as well she's watched it so uh, she's giving it a thumbs up okay so people who are not so free over there in saudi arabia government officials there saying they yeah. are <laughs> requesting a movie production <laughs> company this is uh, disney to make an edit in the movie sequel of Dr. Strange? Because they're saying one of the characters makes reference to having two moms. They're not trying to have that conversation in Saudi Arabia.
1: Oh, 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 Sheesh. You know, one thing about Saudi Arabia is that it's a very conservative country. So, yeah, they're very, very deeply entrenched in Islamic law. So, yeah, homosexuality is a subject that is extremely taboo, and it's a subject that they are not willing to touch. And, I mean, even on, 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 on the comments, they were saying that even the the, the, the the scene itself, it's not even that long. It's not even 12 seconds long. Hmm. It's sort of like, I mention and, and then move on. And there's been a back and forth between Disney that, hey, can you just edit this out, you know? And Disney's kind of like, uh-uh, we're not doing it. This is a movie. If you don't like it, well... Yeah, because also
0: you wouldn't be able to make two versions of a movie, right? If you produce the movie, it's Disney's movie, it will be what it is. So rather than don't play it in Saudi Arabia at all instead of edit
1: it. Uh, Because it's not even the first movie that got into trouble with Saudi Arabia. Even um, a Marvel movie, if I'm not mistaken, it's it's titled Eternal, where there was a gay couple that was depicted in the movie or a gay character that was depicted in the movie and they were also like uh uh-uh, we're not having this we are not going to you we cannot air this so hey you know what it's yeah. one of those things where i'm quite glad that i live in a country where i can watch what i want to watch and not be dictated to in terms of you can watch this you can't watch that so yeah
0: what were we expecting though as the world because i feel like maybe there are Sometimes uh, this blanket approach to to things and and the sentiment that if it's American, it's best, you know, Uh, Disney being an American company. Because there are these countries like Saudi Arabia, as we say, uh, that are conservative. North Korea also, there's, you know, minority ethnic clans around the world that have decided not to be part of the world. And it's okay. That's how they want to live their indigenous or religious ways. Nicki Minaj was pulled out of performing or pulled out because there were concerns around her... um, I guess the way she presents herself as an artist in 2019, wasn't also Lady Gaga banned from having a concert there and performing? So, I mean, there's been quite a few things that have happened in terms of Saudi Arabia showing us. They're not <laughs> trying to be part of this Western world.
1: Nah, they're not. I mean, you, and if it's if okay. You, you know, what, it's fine, and we're not going to judge them. But for me, really, no, I. <laughs> <laughs> it's a, yeah, for, it's for cool. us South Africans, it would no, be wow. No, I, I no, can't no, imagine living I,
0: in that type of uh, setup.
1: I don't think so. I I, I think I'd die. I mean, at some point, even
0: female singers were banned from television there for like 30 years, only Uh. in 2017, when there was a new uh, leader that uh, female singers were allowed to be on the television screens. And even, uh, you know, if there's a concert, uh, the the concerts at some point, I think women had to be separated from seating when it comes to men. Men had to sit on a certain section, women in another section, and they couldn't dance. There was no dancing allowed in a concert
1: it's it you know even with 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 um when they go to prayer, I've heard that they actually do separate yeah. the gender way men on one side, women on the other side, so i for me really, I'm not gonna judge because I'm not really fully aware or have knowledge of Islamic law and what practices go through it, but for me, really, I'm just glad I live in South Africa and I'm not in Saudi Arabia, so yeah. <laughs> and we've got our own
0: way of living, but also let's let those who've got their way of living live the mm. way they want to. You know, we're mm. not all open-minded mm. and or whatever it is. We're not all uh, free in the same way. It's freedom for them, but for us, it's it's something else, I guess. Mm. All right, uh, rapper Mr. Salvin or Salwin who has been ordained as a pastor now, this award-winning hip-hop star in South Africa. So he's now 49, and he wants to get into the pulpit from the stage.
1: Yeah, um, so Mr. Salvan, as you all know, Mr. Shaky, Shaky. Is he really 49
0: years old? He's almost 50. Is that correct? It is. And, you know,
1: funny enough, you know, Blackstone Crack, so, yeah. Oh,
0: my goodness. I couldn't have, <laughs> I mean, his hit was in 2004. That was Now Now.
1: Right. So yeah, he's he's very I'd say young, I mean forty nine, fifty. 50, hey, especially when you African. You don't even look age. He looks thirty five
0: to me. Right. <laughs> okay, maybe so, forty. <laughs>
1: so now Mr Salvin has been ordained as a pastor, as a minister at mm-hmm. um the Hepzah Bar Church. Um ooh, I need to get this correct. It's in oh, it's, it's in
0: Krugersdorp, yes, it's the Ministry and it, in Kingdom uh, Cathedral.
1: Yes, yes, yes. Um,
0: it sounds quite so serious.
1: Was, so he was Cathedral. ordained, <laughs> Yeah. So he was ordained over uh, the over the Easter weekend, and he was saying that you know, for him being 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 ordained, it's it's not him sort of like diverting away from his, his rap life because what he wants to do is merge both the hip hop and the ministry and sort of like. I don't know, sort of like create a new, not a new age or new world, but appeal more to people in 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 from his hip hop background because mm-hmm. he, he was even stating that you know when he when he was um, listening to one of the sermons that really um what's the word that resonated him and yeah. resonated with him into the ministry, um, for him, it was more of, you know, it's, it's, it's really time that we, especially hip hop musicians that they face their demons because the hip hop industry is a very, very quite very vicious and dark. Mm -hmm. Well, I think I'd say based on his experiences, it might be a very dark, dark, dark industry because especially if you look at it from the American perspective as well, um, there's a particular narrative or sort of like um, representation that you need to display. You know, you mm. need to be hyper-masculine. You need to be really aggressive and, you know. So I think for him it was one of those things where it was like, it's okay to be you. It's okay to be vulnerable. It's okay to sort of like be naked and embrace your your, your, your yourself mm. as an individual because, I mean if we had to touch base and you know, go go back a bit to the passing of um Ricky Rick. Oh, Ricky Rick, thank you. Um it's one of those things where it's sort of like, you know what, let's face our demons and let's be human because as much as yes, mm-hmm. in the public eye we need to present ourselves as these hyper masculine people who aren't in touch with our emotions, let's face our demons, you know, because yeah. As, as as an individual, if you don't really face your demon, it's something that's going to haunt you on a daily basis and it's really going to ruffle your feathers and, you know. So for him, being ordained as, as a minister is him being an instrument or a medium and sort of saying, listen, this is who I am and I'm going to minister and sort of like break these stereotypical notions of hip-hop. So... Yeah really it's it's one of those things where you're like, Okay, okay, you know, and I think ministry is also a calling. Not everybody's just Absolutely. Not everybody can be like, hmm, actually I'm gonna be a minister and yeah, I'm going to conduct a sermon to these, you know, give a sermon and give advice. So for him really it, it 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 was a calling and I think it was time. Yeah. And good, really for yeah, you know, good for him. Yeah, you know I think Because it will also
0: draw, I guess, the hip-hop, as you say, the hip-hop crowd, the younger crowd into ministry and into, uh, I guess, getting in touch with your source and who you are uh, at Mm. the core. So we need those, uh, I guess, champions for that uh, particular Mm. cause. So great for him and that he's not dropping music
1: uh, altogether. Mm, Because I think also, when you think of church, I think especially with the 2K generation, they might think, ah, you know, you look at your Zion, you look at your old traditional churches, ah but I think for him it's creating that appeal that mm. uh, you are called forth to come and really heal from a spiritual sp- perspective and not that we are trying to sort of like um, dictate to you or sort of mm. like drive you into going to church but really pull yourself towards yourself from a spiritual sp- perspective because I think really healing is not just a physical thing but it's also a spiritual thing.
0: So Absolutely. To
1: him. And come
0: as you are, Jesus says Come in the Bible. as you are. Come so as so you, you as rapper are. Mace, remember Mace who used to be with Puff Daddy or P. Diddy or oh, P, whatever yee. he calls himself. Diddy <laughs> changes his name every two weeks. Well, he did the same. I mean, he was in music as a rapper and then went to ministry. It's it
1: always... And I, what I love about... What uh, of, of what I love about this is that it's it's, it's mostly like the ugly weird people, like it's people that you wouldn't you wouldn't even see or consider as ministers, but here they are being used as instruments mm. in, in, in in evangelizing the Word of God, so for me, it's really something that is amazing you know yeah. all right, let's end on this
0: two two people that I think also need help here. They need to get back to the resources. Uh, there's quite a lot going on between actor Johnny Depp and uh, Amber Heard the oh. ex-wife, to Johnny Depp. So the lawyers for Amber Herder, who is the former wife of the actor, have uh, tried to discredit the evidence of a psychiatrist to testify that she suffers from twin personality disorders. This case is just getting darker and darker.
1: Oh, it's, it's, it's very messy, honestly speaking. It's quite messy because, I mean, you look at this case where they're both trying to discredit each other. Oh, it's, it's, it's quite messy. And I mean, when... Pardon me. When they got um forensic uh psychologist uh Shannon, Shannon Curry, if I'm not mistaken, mm-hmm. um she was really stating that no, Amber doesn't suffer from PTSD. Um, it's twin um personality disorder, and I'm just like oh oh oh. oh there, ah. There's
0: quite a lot of allegations that that were thrown <coughs> here, and and you know you would see why they would want to even t- uh, test her <coughs> mental health because. He alleged Johnny Depp, okay, so first of all, this started with Depp suing Heard when Heard had uh, written something in a newspaper saying that I'm a a spokesperson or I stand as a public figure against domestic violence. And then everybody just immediately assumed that she was being abused by Depp, who said, no, that's not the case. And because of that, uh, Depp ended up losing his gig from uh, Pirates of the Caribbean. He was an actor there. Didn't get the next, uh, I think it was the sixth, uh, it a sixth installment. Yeah, I couldn't. Was, yeah, couldn't so. book that. So he was saying, but this woman has defamed me now. I can't get work properly because of what she had alleged, which is untrue. Uh, but she also didn't really mention him when he she, because the statement, as I understand, was she was saying, I stand against domestic violence as a public figure. But she didn't say Depp is uh, uh, um, abusing me. So where did we make the reference that she's talking about him?
1: You know, I think you know when when you when your words get twisted if it it becomes you know it just rolls out like yeah. a snowball and it becomes bigger and bigger and by the time you try to stop it, it's so late so for me really this you oh, know this Kate Co- this court case is just a mess, and for me really, I wish it wasn't something that was publicized because really certain things should just be done behind closed doors and yeah.
0: Yeah, Because it's couples do myth. fight sometimes oh. and we know it's that. It's, but, but I mean, the part I was talking about uh, the evidence of psychiatrists, I guess they would uh, check her mental uh, state because there were allegations that she she pooped next to his bed on the side of the bed. She extracted feces there on his side of the bed and left them there and also threw a vodka bottle at him. You know, I, you know, I think in, in such instances
1: you, you, you would have to be really within the situation and get the full context context of the situation at hand because you know, it's one of those he said she said and then the mm. actual truth becomes blurred and now you don't know who to believe, who not to believe, who side to take. You know, it's it's you know, for me really, if I had to if I was asked to pick sides, I wouldn't be be able to pick sides. I'd be on the fence because I'm not sure who's telling the truth, who's lying, because both parties are trying to create to discredit each other, and it's just it. That yeah. they come
0: off. And, and we have to look at it from both sides. As you say, it's difficult to choose, even though it seems like one can't support both. Uh, but mm. it is difficult to not support both because we look at, you know, the issue of this man being a man, and he had said on court that um, the woman heard, had said to him, no one is going to believe your story because you're a man, so people are going to take my side. And then you think about his history of uh, addiction issues and you wonder... Could that have been a fear on his side that we were going to judge him and hold that against him, that he had addiction issues, so therefore he opted to be silent about his side of domestic violence that he said he suffered. So at the end of the day, both of, both of them, they
1: need help. They do. They really do. Because, I mean, like you said, even though he was quite silent, chances are a lot of people are like, yeah, he's quiet, and he's not really commentating so badly. It's the actual truth. He is, you know, an abuser. Mm. So, yeah, it's, yeah, yeah. Uh. I'm and and we know it. that
0: both men and women suffer from domestic abuse, so we can't be ignorant of that. Mm. Yeah, yeah in one of
1: those cases, There's hope that it comes to a complete end and we can move on with our lives because it's a big mess. All
0: right, well, let's leave it there. Thanks again for your time and a great weekend, and a nice rested one t- uh, to you. <laughs> <laughs> thank
1: you. Thank you, thank you. Uh, Same to you and a super supercalifragilistice.com. I feel a delicious fire. Yeah, well, there we go. I love that. <laughs> Thanks
0: so much, Zen, for all your uh, time there. Gosanam Mjluli is our entertainment and lifestyle commentator discussing what's happened in the world of entertainment in this week.